and welcome to our Truly Scrumptious podcast, where we talk food festivals, festival food, foodie friends and friends of the festival. In each episode, we will chat to some of our many friends, our celebrity chefs and bakers, food producers, festival team and other people involved in the festival world. We'll even hear some backstage gossip. It's a huge world. It's a hard-working one and great fun too, although a tad stressful at times. My name is Lottie Duncan, and I'm a food presenter, writer, and eater. We want to bring our food festivals to your door, your ears, your living room, and most definitely your kitchen. So draw up your chair, pour yourself something scrumptious, take the weight off your slingbacks, and join us within the world of food, festivals, and foodie types. We are a little delayed with this podcast, more than we would have liked, due to the lurgy that hit our household over Christmas. And with an attractive hacking cough too, just joyous. Anyway, we've got a corker of a collection of lovely people in this episode. Eddie Scott, last year's MasterChef champ, chatted with me in between his cookery demonstrations at Tame Food Festival, where he cooked an incredibly delicious seafood dish. My old matey Jackie Supple, one of our brilliant festival team, tell us how she wrangles the chefs. Yes, she is Chief Chef Wrangler, which is a lot less painful than it sounds. Zoe Baldry owns Raphael's and is one of our fabulous food producers at our Bradford-on-Avon Food Festival. We talk Greek food and my favourite olives. But first, let's shake our cocktails and our booties with Andy Clark, fellow great taste judge, TV producer, food writer and cocktail genius. Here I am in the green room chatting and laughing and shaking and stirring a lot. TV's Andy Clark. Hello darling, how are you? I'm alright sweetie pie. I'm so lovely to see you, it really is. You're on our masterclass today. I am, I am. I'm very much looking forward to it. I've just seen lovely Will Torrent over there. He's with doing chocolates, isn't With he? all of his chocolate bits out. People are mesmerised by it because chocolate's amazing and so is he. Yeah. And then we're gonna, I'm going to have a nibble of that. Then I'm going to set up all my cocktail ingredients. I've got my shakers ready. You've got your shakers? I've, and I've, yeah, absolutely. Got my shakers out, got everything ready and I've been around... Um, uh, checking all the stalls to make sure I got the right booze to put in yes, it. Yes, because I was at Thunderflower Gin earlier and she said that you were going to use some of her gin. She's I, very pleased. I am. I've recommended that on Alan Titchmarsh's show on Love Your Weekend on ITV and it's delicious. So I'm going to put that into my lemon drop fizz, which is the perfect <gasps> cocktail to get a party started. So you need to come over yes, and have please. a snifter. Yes, I'm well, more than a snifter. I hope you're bringing <laughs> the dregs of it back to me here in the, I, in the green room. I will. Room. <laughs> I will bring you the jug. I'll, I'll wrestle it out of the hands of the great British public. Yes, and, because actually now everyone's in now the stool holders in i can have a drink exactly you all see it's funny isn't it with festivals all the hard work go, that goes on before it starts people don't think about but when the doors open you can sort of oh, you can breathe relax. yeah because it's all it's kind of such a slick team now mm. that everyone knows what they're doing and yeah. you can just relinquish i mean it's very hard for me to relinquish control yes relinquish, you said, to say that. <laughs> have you um, been on the uh, on yeah, the gin yeah well i wish um <laughs> Uh, but it is, it's quite hard, but actually, you know, it, you need to do it. It's taken a week to build this festival. People don't think that, you know. But what is lovely, you come here and there's so many friendly faces because you work with such a lovely team and it's just like coming it's like coming home. It's like it going to a big garden party. It is, yeah, it's just like that. And it's, it's friendly faces and lovely people. Yeah. I just, I love it when it's all up and running. Yeah. Um, I don't love it at sort of half past six in the morning when I'm trying to get stalls in. I can imagine. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. And, you know, there's a lot of 
walking and lugging round of things, isn't it? Your your step count on yes. your on your phone will be quite high yes. this weekend. So I got I got stuff out of the car. I got my cocktail bits and bobs. I got my books out of the car. Um, and you know, somebody said, "Oh, do you want a hand with that?" I was like, "Oh my god, it would save me many many trips to the car with lugging all this around." Well, on the way back, sweetie, I have a gator, so I will give you a lift in my little alligator. Now. I'm loving that. It's a proper off-roader. It is. Yeah, they're absolutely brilliant. Tires. Yeah, I know it's incredible, and um, we stuff everything in the back there. So don't, for heaven's sake, walk with stuff on the way home. I'll give you a lift. Oh, back. that's very, that will just yeah, not all the way home to Bristol, mind you. Well, that might take a long time. What's, what's the top speed in there? Seventeen that? miles an hour. Oh. I have taken it to seventeen on this showground, but no one else around. Oh, Handbrake turns <laughs> around the around <laughs> the track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> donuts. Speaking of donuts, I'm quite hungry. I yeah. should go and get some food. Yeah, you should go and get some food, sweetheart. But listen, it's lovely to see you. Thank you so much for coming Anytime. again and joining us. It's really lovely, and to be on my little. I, I love I love silly podcasts <laughs> and I love you and I love tame food festivals so uh, oh let's go and, let's go and get a drink. Apologies for the wind. It's what happens when you conduct an interview in the middle of a showground at a food festival. <laughs> and Andy, oh Andy, he will be back in another episode. You can't get enough of Andy Clark. So Jackie Supple, matey for many years and the perfect lady to wrangle a chef or two. I caught up with her sitting by the fire with a cuppa. So, mate, 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 as we say, um, chef wrangler, that's me, that's, that's me, and but not just chef wrangler because we'll go into what the title chef wrangler means in a minute. Mm. But um, you also look after our sponsors and our storeholders on the event days, don't you? Yes. Yeah. So you're actually a woman of many, multiple many talents, talents, many talents. But we need to go back. We need everyone to know that you and I have known each other now. I think for about thirty-five years. Yes, I've tried to get away, but me too. It's failed though. Failed. I think we met uh, many years ago at Rackets uh, when we used to go and work out, then have a flapjack and a coffee afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> the flapjack was the only thing that kept me going. Yeah. <laughs> we were very fit though. Very fit, very fit. Yeah. Um, but yes, that's how long we've known each other. And so um, you did actually do some cooking demonstrations at my mum's as well. about that, um, yes. Yeah, lots of things we've done together around food anyway. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I remember when I used to do them at your mum's house, that's when I first started doing cookery dems. Yeah, and I was your pouting assistant. You were, but you were my madge. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was exactly that. You were my madge. So yes, we did that. So that was, that was a long time ago as well. Yeah. And then when the food, when I sort of kind of took over Tame Food Festival, um, I thought it was really important to start really you know, really looking after our storeholders mm. and really looking after our sponsors because we had moved from the town centre and it, where, you know, where, where mm. the event was before. And I and I, we needed to just make a, a, an impression on people. It was, mm. uh, it was just... But also I feel it's really strong to... It's, I feel very strongly that we should do it anyway. I, I don't yes, think it's sort of PR exercise. I mean, I did, do, I did do a couple of the ones... Um, in the down, town, in the town as well, um, and it was not as easy to look after people there because it was, it was so tight. Well, it was all over the place. Yes, it? and it was. Yeah. Um, but when we went to where we are now, um, one of the things that the stallholders really like is just to make sure everything's okay. And we, we, uh, myself and my, and Jane, who also works with us, we go around all the stalls, making sure they're okay. They've got everything they need when they set up. We also go around all the. Um, sponsors and make sure that they have um we just judge them really because uh, we want to make sure that they're looked after properly and we go back on a regular basis if anybody needs 
time off as well to go and do something or go shopping. Have we, a whittle. Yeah, we stand in for them and we'll we'll help them with that. And anything they need, we'll help with. But also, we look after the chefs. Um, and um, some of them are lovely. All of them are lovely. So we pick them up when they arrive. You, we sh- take, you wrangled them. That's your I chef wrangle. Wrangled. I wrangled them through the, um, <laughs> through the festival with people chasing us, trying to get autographs and, <laughs> and um, you know, wanting to talk to them. But we wrangle them through and we get them to the green room where Doddy looks after them from there. Yeah, it's brilliant. It really works. It's a slick system. It is a very slick yeah. system. We are, we are, well, we've been doing it long enough that we know exactly what we're doing. And yeah. you do it really well. And we do it at both festivals as well, which is what's really yes, good. Yes, both Obviously, festivals. Tame is bigger, so that it's further yeah. for them to walk. Yeah. But um, the wrangling's a really important job. And I always give, whenever I send out all of the information to the chefs um, on their itinerary, I give, I say, Jack and Jane, Jane Albin, lovely Jane, your mm. friend, uh, our friend, but yeah. your very old mm. friend as well, yeah. um, will look after you. So just give them a call and they'll come and find you. But you've also given them lifts to train stations. Yeah, we've done that we've picked them up from hotels we've taken them to where they need we've also taken them around the festival sometimes um yeah we do i mean there's quite often there's quite a few regular chefs that come that we've got to know really really well now which is lovely so they're more sort of friends than they are um you know but there's always new ones every year so um this year i met um giuseppe giuseppe oh he's so who lovely. Is just lovely yeah. he was lovely um, and just there's always some new faces, which is lovely because it's you know it's nice to meet them. And then there's always the favourites who we've known for years as well. I know, and it's and they also I think they feel they can trust you as well. Well, which is what I'm not sure that they're right. <laughs> yeah. I pretend they can. Anyway. <laughs> they're out the door, and you're on the phone to the Sun Jack. <laughs> well, I mean, I've sold all sorts of stories, but none of them been printed yet. <laughs> just to say for the record none of that is true none of that's true <laughs> none of that is true but yeah no and um when i was uh this year you know what what i love because i i find sometimes <laughs> it's a little stressful no really yes sometimes yeah. um and this year well uh, all years for me the, how i get through the weekends of being responsible for everyone's welfare and Putting the, putting the event together with John and, and making sure everything's okay. How I get through it is having my mates around me. It's so important. And if it wasn't for you guys, and I know you're, mm. you're twitching to say something now, and that's like... Well, it's just I... that we like to take the piss, really. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. Which doesn't go down so well when she's stressed, but we still do it. <laughs> It's, but it's it is. Really it's a bit nice. of a family, isn't it? Because it is. we've all known each other for many years and been doing it for many years. So yeah, it is yeah. like a family atmosphere. It is. And it's and when I was talking to Doddy, um, we were talking about you know her bacon baps in the morning. Oh, delicious! Oh, they just started off, and you just know when you smell that bacon that mm. you're all feeling a bit loved, and yeah. it's what you need if you've been up, you know, for two. You've been up since five o'clock. She's got everything you need. You go everything. there. It's like a Mary Poppins bag of stuff. You can I ask know. for anything, and she's got it. Yeah, I know. There's always, and then something she's a, she's a wonder. <laughs> she's a wonder. <laughs> well, you're all a wonder, actually. So tell me a bit about um, how you think food festivals are seen by the public. You know, when they come in, because I... I think, I think the public, um, you know, they enjoy the food, they come to taste and, you know, they like a free sample. Uh, and they, um, I mean, we've, we're quite a foodie nation now, so I think they love all of that. But I don't think they've got any idea what it what it takes to put on that weekend um there's so much work there's like a year that leads up to it um but i think they love that they love the festivals because there's music as well there's stuff for the children so it's like a family day 
based around food. What's more to what more could you want? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. It, um, and I remember, do you remember that first year when we moved it from the town up into the yes. showground? And it was, we, I was very worried because it had been a massive decision. It yes, decision it was quite... based on safety yeah. and finance. Yeah. You know, it was, um, and it ha- some people took it, took to it quite well. Other people didn't quite I so well. I think they've, they've finally... Yeah. finally accepted it yeah. after a few years but yeah. yeah that first year was a bit nervy it wasn't was a it? bit nervy yeah. and I remember when suddenly I the gates opened and there were <laughs> hundreds of people pouring through the gates you found me and I was standing oh, oh, ridiculous she was standing crying and I had to slap her not really but I was like pull yourself together <laughs> you look mad because all the people probably saw her. they're walking it was a woman standing there weeping with happiness weeping with happiness it was just ridiculous but it was lovely actually yeah. thankfully it all went well yeah. So, yeah and since then you know we were up there and we have we have sometimes we have weather I mean we call it the hurricane year 2019 yeah that wasn't good was it, it wasn't easy I got but back. we still we still had lots of people they still yeah. come and see it yeah, no, so, definitely. Yeah, but we've had really hot years as well, haven't we? We've had hot years. This last year was quite pleasant, actually. The year before, there was no ice cream left. Everybody sold out because yeah. it was so hot. That was very yeah. hot. Late yeah. September, that's yeah. amazing. And then, you know, a few years before, we had a hurricane. It's, exactly, it's, yeah. it's just mad. It's yeah. a, a funny, it's a beautiful time of year. It can be absolutely ideal. Or it can be, yeah, yeah it's a, a bit, bit potluck, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, well, we're lucky, actually. It's been good. Well, there was one at Bradford. Remember the one at Bradford? Oh, that was hot. Yeah, yeah, 2021, mm. just after, when everything was just opening up after mm. COVID, and we managed to scrape a festival together. Yes. And it was unbelievably hot. I was doing the tickets in the ticket booth there, and we were under an, an awning, mm. and uh, it was so hot. <laughs> I just remember going into your car, putting, oh, yes, on, the putting air on the air conditioning, putting my legs up on the dashboard, and uh, cooling the... down the gusset. As it I wasn't said. nice, it wasn't nice. <laughs> it was really I had to nippy. sell that car. <laughs> And at one point, I think Alex Hollywood, Alex Hollywood and I were sitting in there drinking pims. They were sitting in there drinking pims, legs up. Yeah, that's true. It was so hot. It was. It was unbelievable weather. But then it is. You know, that's all part of having an outside festival, isn't it? And um, what about the producers? You know, you've seen a lot of them over the years, so you must be quite matey with them. Absolutely lovely. Uh, A lot of them come back year after year, so it's lovely to see them again, Um, and they become sort of familiar faces and things. but they're all just really nice people and they've all got, um, you know, passionate about what they do. Um, and, you know, they like the atmosphere at Tame. And they like the fact that we go around and check on them and make sure they're all right. I don't think any other food festival does that because they say to us, it's just so nice. Mm. You know, we get the Mickey taken out and saying, where's the coffee then? <laughs> <laughs> but they like the fact that if they need anything, we're there and we look after them. Yeah. Um, and particularly the sponsors as well, because I don't think that that happens anywhere else, that they get, you know, their own personal chef wranglers um, looking after them. So, that you know, it does make a difference for yeah. them, I think. Oh, definitely. And w- the thing that I always, the feedback I always get from the festivals, from people, mm. uh, artists and producers and street food, is that it's a very well-organised festival. Yes. And that everybody on it is friendly and lovely. And for me, that's all you need. Because yeah. they talk... Yeah. You know, they all talk yeah, amongst each other yeah. and they talk about other festivals, just like we talk to other event yeah. um, managers as yeah. well, you know, because it's a community and you yes. all want to learn from each yeah. other. And Best we're practice, always, yeah. yeah. And we're always trying to make it better for them. But I think your background as well, because you're, um, it's customer facing your background. Definitely when you first customer trained. facing, yes. Um, and Jane, who I work with, Jane and I worked many, many years ago in our 20s in Baker Street for Marks and Spencers in their head office in the days of Lord Seif, where the customer was always right. 
and all you you everything every focus was on the customer and making sure they were happy and that is what we still do today for the stall holders and for anybody that comes to the festival as well um, so it, it is in our it's in our DNA I think that's just the way we are and you're really good because in the in the festival I won't be able you're the eyes and the ears really of mm. those producers because you know I might be dragged off somewhere else or doing something or lying in a quiet room <laughs> <laughs> In a dark room. <laughs> Actually, very quickly. I, the, you know we have our ambulance there mm. every year, mm. uh, just to make sure for anyone that's um, unwell. I went up to the ambulance and I asked them for plaster because I had a yeah. little cut on my finger. We did have a first aid kit, but I was, that was back yeah. in the green room. And I was chatting to him and I looked inside and there was this lovely bed. Oh, how nice. <laughs> I, oh, said, I might find that next you, year. Could you just let me have a little lie down in there? And I was just saying, if you ever want to know where I, if I've disappeared, that's where you'll be. <laughs> knock yeah, on the door. Yeah. But um, what were we just saying before? Well, then? you were saying that we're the eyes and ears because yes. you're very, very busy, and it is a well-organised um, festival. But that does take a lot of doing. So, you and John are always in the first sort of or the Thursday, Friday lead up, uh, and on the morning of the the festival opening, you're always really, really busy, and there's a hundred questions. So quite often. Jane and I will go round and we'll talk to all the stallholders, particularly uh, the sponsors, and we'll find out if they've got anything they want to say or what needs to be done um, and try and take that uh, away us. from you guys um, to need to, to run round and talk to people. And then if there's anything that, that we need you for, we'll come, you know, cap in hand in the hope that we won't... Um... What, get shouted at? Yes. Oh, that's... <laughs> Once! <laughs> Once I've done it. No, but it, I mean, it, it is like every five minutes, it's Lottie, Lottie, John, Lottie. And then all the phone's ringing. So we have to find our way through all of that and go, excuse me. <laughs> yes, of course, because um, the main um, the main telephone number of the festival goes straight through to my phone on that weekend. Yes, yeah. I'm also getting... Literally, the phone is going all the time. <laughs> and people are calling your name and John's, you know, all the time. So it is, it's important that we take some of the slack from that yeah. so that you can do the, you know, the main things. Well, that's so much appreciated, you know. Oh, well, I'm glad. I oh, know, I know, you're <laughs> lovely. And as I said, you know, it's so important to have friends around because the whole, the whole festival's certainly scrumptious as well when we decided to do that. Mm. That's only been possible because of friendships. Mm. It really has. And, um, and it, you know, it was quite a, quite um, a big risk to do. You know, to suddenly go, yeah. oh, actually, we're going to do another food festival. We're going to do it in a town that's never had one before, and we're just going to do it. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have enough money to open the gates. And we did, just, you know. Well, it went really well. Yeah, we made a small profit mm. first year, second year made a bit more. Then, of course, there was COVID. Oh, mm. <laughs> COVID. Um, but, you know, it is it is just building. Yeah, it is just growing, building them. Yeah. But it is built on friendships, yeah. because yeah. I couldn't do it without any of you guys, really. No, so no. Please I mean, we on. do we do have a good time, though. We do enjoy it. Yeah. You know, Doddy and I, we moan a lot in the green room about you and everybody else. <laughs> but but we're, we're secretly loving it. And you secretly love me. Well, no, yes, yes, do. well, yes. Not so secretly, but we do, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thanks, mate. Anyway, I'll see you um, the next one. The next one. The Bradford, is that the next Bradford one? Bradford on Avon, yeah. yes. June 10th and 11th. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Who knew wrangling chefs could be so fun? And she's so much more than that. Now, Eddie Scott is such a lovely chap. We watched him in MasterChef 2022 and John and I were so happy that he won and over the moon when he said he would join us at Tame Food Festival. I could have chatted with him for hours about food. He has a deep-rooted love of it and it's so obvious to see, not only with his cooking, but also when he speaks. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, it took me. I was trying to get all technical with my microphone and it was flashing something and I thought I'd have to get John to help me. But we're here. And we're here with you, Eddie. 
Yeah, brilliant to, <laughs> You've to be here. Stage, haven't you? Yeah, fantastic. I cooked a really nice um, South Indian mussel dish with amazing coconut, green chilies, ginger, garlic, mustard seeds, lime, coconut milk. Um, oh. Amazing, amazing, really fragrant dish. It's behind there. It's in the green room, and I'm I'm here talking to you. I'm going to have to leave in a second so I can go and get some because I bet it's all gone, has it? Oh, it's all gone. Yeah, it's all gone. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh. it, it's based on my love of French classics, so I took a Moule Marinier um, dish I love to cook in on my travels in France as a child and make it Indian and not just Indian flavors. Specifically, Kerala, the region of, of Kerala, fantastic food cooked with so much coconut, lime, really fresh, fragrant, aromatic dishes with a great amount of spice. Um, I, I love Kerala um, in cuisine. I think it's my favourite, actually, because it is so fragrant, isn't it, as well, and uh, it's, light. It's an amazing part of India, one of the greatest foodie destinations, and just the stunning landscape, the backwaters, the amazing fish. So I cook this with mussels, which we get a lot of in the UK. It's really sustainable. Um produce um but it's it's yeah it's about transporting people to this amazing place kerala one of my favorite parts of parts of india for sure and 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 it's the home of spices as well some of the greatest pepper green cardamoms they have amazing spice plantations um yeah an amazing place oh wonderful and it's so lovely that you came here today to our food festival to join us because you are you know the champion of master chef 2022 which is a huge huge accolade i mean that must have been an incredible experience for you thank you yeah it, it was an incredible life-changing experience and that and winning masterchef has given me the opportunity to launch myself into a career in food where i can learn from some of the greatest restaurants in the in the country from great chefs but also but but i love coming to festivals like this one where i can share my recipes my ideas about food my passion my love um, and meet meet people, talk to them about food, answer questions. It's just a brilliant atmosphere, and some amazing producers as well. Yeah, have you had a chance to go around and check any of the producers today, or eat some of the food? Yeah, definitely. I had a had a chat with lots of people. had a had a look around. An amazing atmosphere. Yeah, it's for sure. Wonderful. We got some great street food actually, and we've got this um, mookies, which is um, Indian street food, but it's purely vegetarian, and it looks delicious. I haven't actually managed to get over there just yet. But I'm rather hoping I will. Yeah, I mean, when you go to India, the best food is vegetarian. It just takes it to the next, take it to the next level. Uh, where here we think it's a bit of a compromise, but in in India, the best food is vegetarian. Just so much flavour, using what's seasonal, what grows around people, um, and simple dishes, but just with amazing flavour, amazing blends of spices, and that gets me so excited. When I travel to India, you've got to go and have. The amazing vegetarian tardies. Yeah. Oh God. No. Oh no. That's my favourite. I always tend to choose that anyway because I'm I'm like you. I I love vegetarian food. I eat meat, but my choice was always vegetarian or fish. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Fish, yeah. Those those are what I love to eat, and um, yeah, and, and I love French cuisine too because because I trained in classic French and English cuisine. I did Cordon Bleu a long time ago. In fact, Liz Doddy, who been looks after the green room, we both trained together all those years ago, and. Um, so it was a real basic sort of training back in the day for girls to um, become wives. Mm, the okay. whole point. We were shipped off to Sandhurst Military Academy every Wednesday to Scottish dance with the boys. Amazing. Yes, no, not really. It was terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> just get pissed with the squaddies. Well, the, I know there weren't squaddies there. They were the ones that um, going through officer training, but it was the naughty ones that never came back. I'd never seen them the following week because they were always the ones that kicked out, but I always thought they were great fun. Um, but yeah, no, so I'd love French cuisine like you. I think it's, you know, it's just wonderful. And you, I'm 
I was saying to John the other day, I want to get to Paris. I just want to eat my way around. Just simple places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just simple places to eat. That's what I love about France, going to the simple places where you have the Plat du Jour and and it's gone by 12 o'clock or or 2 o'clock, sorry. You have to get there really early to get the best dish. And it's just food cooked from the heart, which I love. Really simple. Um, It's so elegant in its taste. Things like one of the best dishes I ever ate in France was this uh, lemon sole cooked it's dredged in flour cooked a la meunier with butter capers lemon juice with perfect chips i mean it doesn't get any any better than that dishes like choucroute garni as well from alsace it's fermented cabbage cooked in white wine served with loads of smoked meats um, and potatoes boiled in stock really hearty dishes peasant dishes almost flavorsome as well and so flavorsome um, and, and that's what I love, the regional dishes of France, going round and seeing how the food changes. And, of course, you have to pair them with the wines of each region as, as well. That's isn't it? Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I spent so much time in, in Normandy where you have um, amazing... One of, the, one of my favourite dishes from Normandy was um, moule normand. And oh, it's, yeah. it's mussels cooked in cider, Normandy creme fraiche. Um, stunning, stunning dishes. God, that, I mean, I just love mussels in with a cream and you know either cider or wine it's, it is the best way to eat it isn't it oh yeah yeah, yeah. super i drank a bottle of rose a pichet de rose um when i was in south of france i just we literally got off the plane we found some place by the sea and i ate a bowl of mussels like that and i drank a pichet de rose and is it pichet is right yeah 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 and oh my god I, you know and then i kept the rose wine sales buoyant to the south of france for about a week <laughs> they got me to thank for that that was brilliant. Well, listen, um, one last question, which I like to ask people, is your 50 shades of food. So this is something which is so fabulously naughty, not naughty, but sort of messy to eat, that you might even have to eat it naked in the bath. That's what I was saying. Like, when you eat a juicy pear, you just get it everywhere. So you may as well just sit in the bath and eat it, because, you know, you're going to have to end up washing anyway. So is there something that you like to eat with with the... With the windows closed and the, and the curtains drawn and you're on your own and you're just going to have it, you don't want anyone to know. <laughs> I think it's... Um, my favourite thing to eat is um, Hyderabadi biryani. Um, and the proper way to eat it, how, they, how you eat it in India, is with your hands. And you get really... And, and you can just connect with the rice. Um, if you eat biryani with cutlery, then it's a completely different proposition yeah. to... to eating it the authentic way with your hands and um, a lot of people are put off by that but I think it just changes the dish it makes it a whole lot more authentic um, and, and that, that, that's what I eat with the, with the curtains Marvelous. closed brilliant, excellent, that's wonderful well thank you so much Ed I'm going to let you um, now go off and eat whatever you want with your hands at the food festival <laughs> it's been so lovely to see you. thank you so much and I wish you so much luck and joy with uh, your career in food because I think you're going to go places because you're fabulous at what you do thanks a lot Lottie thank wonderful you. thanks a lot Zoe Baldry knows her Greek food and wants to bring the best of it to our shores we have bought so much of it over the years there is always a Raphael product in our cupboard or fridge and I cannot survive without her Kalamata olives we got together recently over Zoom. So I'm with um, lovely Zoe Baldry um, of Raphael's Products. And Zoe, you come to our food festival um, in Bradford-on-Avon, um, Scrumptious Food Festivals. And we, we love having you. But I know we've met you before then because I sort of chatted you up, didn't I? So we've seen you at markets and chatted you up and said, oh, please come to our festival. But you have the most amazing array of Greek products. I mean, you really do. They're, they're excellent quality and the flavour is exceptional. 
moving right through from the oils to my favourite Kalamata olives, which I can eat like sweeties. <laughs> Never enough in the jar. I literally. Well, can I tell you a little tip? So I do. I eat yes. all of the. I eat all of the olives, and then I pop my feta cheese into the brine, and I steep yeah. it, and then that in a Greek salad. Hello. Absolutely delicious. Really scrubby. Yeah, so um, so basically, I, you know, we chatted you up, you came to a food festival, now, you know, we see you at lots of different markets and, and stuff. So how did you start? Obviously, your family are, are still in Skiathos, aren't they? Yeah, so I was um, born and raised in on Skiathos Island, which is a, a very small and very green island in the north of uh, the Aegean Sea. Um, and my dad, he basically kind of stumbled across it, um... 50 years ago and hadn't planned to stay more than a couple of weeks and um, is still living there permanently now. So I was um, really blessed to to be brought up in that environment and we had an organic vegetable market garden. Um, that was the main way that my parents made their money. So seasonal fresh veggies growing in abundance and, um, and when the tomatoes come, they all come together. So my mum would have to make, you know, days upon days of tomato sauces and um, you know red pepper paste and cooking other those aubergines and then putting them in jars and putting them in the pantry for the winter time. So I grew up with all these delicious Mediterranean flavours um, and that was something that I really really missed when I moved to the UK about eight years ago. Um, there are different products on the market but none of them tasted like what I knew so I decided to start bringing these over um, slowly but surely. I started with um, olive oil from Crete because it's just absolutely liquid gold um, and we got a great taste award for it as well so I was absolutely over the moon about that. I mean, obviously I make sure that the products are good, good quality but when I get that stamp of approval it makes such a huge difference. Um, olives which we source from central and north Greece and started supplying into some of the restaurants in Bath, um, food service. So Michelin star chefs use these products in their, in their cooking. And um, as that was another stamp of approval, I thought I need to get these products out to the general public because they are amazing and people don't know about them. Um, and that's how it started. So it started just purely with olive oil and olives. And then I've slowly expanded the range to include uh, organic thyme honey from the north of Greece herbs, teas, um, meze jars, so, and obviously the olives that you love as well. Yes, I, I do. the thing about your products is they taste sunshine. You know, they yes. put, they really do, you can taste the sunshine, you can taste the, 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 the love that's got into them, but overall the actual base products, for example, I remember I was at um, New McDonald's farm shop, and yes. you had a massive jar of the tomatoes, you remember the, the grated tomato? It was yeah. grated, wasn't it? And I bought it back, yeah. and honestly, I could have just, just tasting, you could taste the sunshine. It sounds mad for me to say it, especially in the depths of winter as we are now. But it put a smile on my face, and it just, it's just full of happiness and love and gorgeousness. They are really scrumptious products, and, and it's amazing you've got a, <clears throat> a great taste star as well. That's fantastic, because they're very difficult to get, you know. They're not easy. I mean, I judge for great taste, as you know, and... It's it's amazing how many judges one product will go through before you get a star one two three stars. So you did you know it just shows that to have that accolade it makes a really big difference to a product, but also it proves that it tastes delicious. 
Um, so that's wonderful. And then you in your olives, so you have lots of different types of olives. I mean, obviously the canamata I always am like a honey bee to a honey pot with when I see those. But you've got so many different types, haven't you? So I've got the calamata olives. I've got green olives as well from Kankiviki. Um, and then I do a, a mixed green and olive together with garlic and herb. So they're like marinated olives and they're perfect for, you know, hampers, Christmas gifting, um, or just having in the pantry for when you have an impromptu get together and a bottle of wine gets opened and you need somebody to go with it. <laughs> I like the sound of that. You need to start doing wine. There we go. Greek wine. <laughs> But you do really well because everybody drinks it, don't they, on holiday? And they always they come back and they go, oh, I really fancy a glass of that wine. It's the resin. Is What's it called? The, the Retsina. Retsina, yes. The Retsina that everyone drinks over there, don't they, in the full sunshine. Come back yes, and they drink. do. Do you drink there's it? A, um, I don't drink Retsina, mm. uh, but I do drink. There's a beautiful, um, quite new uh, vineyard that's been developed over the years on Skiathos Island. And they've got some amazing wines and they do some stunning wine tastings up there as well. So if you do ever come to Skiathos, obviously I'll give you the proper tour and uh, <laughs> we'll be visiting there for sure. I've been to Skiathos. I have. I went, yes, I have. I, I went there with Daisy quite a few years ago. It's got the very short runway, hasn't it? It does. The famous Indeed. runway. And um, and I remember when we landed, I looked out the window, I could see the edge of the, uh, the runway and the sea coming towards us like, break, break. Um, <laughs> and when you take off, you take off like a rocket, don't you? Because they don't yes. have, yeah, it's uh, it's quite an amazing runway and you can stand right next to it and feel the blast of the engines. But um, anyway, it's beautiful. It's a lot of pine, isn't there? A lot of pine trees. Because I did some, I did some horse riding through the pine forest, I remember with Daisy, which was really lovely. Um, it was a very, very beautiful island with some lovely tavernas to eat. And as you say, it's not very big, so you can drive around it fairly quickly. Um, yeah, so, it's very easy. Yeah, so got it. It's very laid back. It is. That's what we like. <laughs> so you've got all. So you've got the olives, and then you were talking about the mezze uh, products as well. We've got quite mm -hmm. a few of those. We've we've working our yes. way through them. Um, I made again. I made a Greek salad the other day. And I, I'd eaten olive oil, calamata olives. So I added your calamata olive paste to a dressing, and I yeah. stirred that through the salad, and it worked really, really well. It was delicious. Absolutely, and that would also work really well with um, if you do a pasta salad, like a cold pasta salad nice, as well. Nice. And what else um, do you have? You there's so a... I have um, quite a few vegan um, products as well. Um, so there's the artichoke paste, which has got really gentle hints of lemon and thyme. Um, I've got the aubergine dip, which is smoky, uh, but it's not overly smoky, so you can still taste all the veggies in there. Um, and then I have also got the tapenades and the bruschetta topping, which is, it's like a chunky tapenade and it's made with um, chopped sun-dried tomatoes and chopped green olives. Uh, it's kind of green olive heavy. So what I tend to do is chop up some fresh tomato, squeeze a bit of garlic in there, olive oil, stir it through and then put it on the bread. It's really, really yummy. Well, we had that, and do you know what I popped on top of it? And I don't. Um, we, I bought some um, some sardines back from Spain, and because yeah. uh, tinned fish is a big thing that we all should eat more of because it's so good for us. But we mm -hmm. and it's cheap, so we should eat more. But in these were really cheap little tiny sardines, and I just spread that onto some toast, and then I just put some sardine on top of that. It's bloody lovely. Absolutely, absolutely so delicious. Good. Yeah, really, really scrummy. Nice little lunch. And yeah. you feel it's quite indulgent, but you feel very healthy after it as well. So, what? So, you got any plans for any other products to bring them over? Um, so, I will probably do some more 
this summer, as in I will go and see some other suppliers. So I want to mention that all my suppliers are small family um, suppliers out in Greece. And that's, that's why it's all small batch. So often things do get sold out. And then I have to wait for a new batch to be made and shipped over. Um, and uh, yeah, I do want to expand a few more products, but I'm having a little bit of market research at the moment. So, so you you go and meet these producers when you're over there and then you sort of just buy a certain amount from them and bring it and then they send it over when yes. it's all done. Um and sometimes I, I I say this is this is the product that I would like and we have to sit and make the recipe together. Oh. Um so yeah, it's it's really quite different. So aubergine, for instance, aubergine salads from south to the north of Greece is very different. Some put, you know, mayonnaise in, some put uh crushed um walnuts in there as well so the one I, I brought over I wanted to make sure that it was vegan and nut free um, and yeah you sit down and you, you taste all the different you know options and and go with what I believe is the, the truest flavor for me and is missing from this market and it, actually Greek the Greek diet is very vegeta vegetarian heavy isn't it there's no, I mean people always assume there's there's a lot of meat going on but there it really isn't most of the time it is it is vegetables isn't it you eat I think the further north that you go in Greece there's a lot more meat um so the colder it is mm, yeah. they tend to eat more meat but there is definitely like I remember when I was growing up I would um visit a Greek family quite often and they would have pulses three times a week um they would have fish twice a week and maybe meat once a week um and pulses are they're, they're so versatile and they can be used in so many dishes um and they're cheap and they're filling as well yeah full of goodness yeah full of protein very high protein do you eat mm. a lot of meat or you i don't eat that much meat i think probably once a week maybe at a push twice a week but um, a lot of I do use a lot of seasonal veg. So at the moment, with all the you know root veggies and butternut squash and sweet potatoes, they all get roasted in the oven with you know some oregano and thyme and olive oil and garlic, and then you can pop it on top of some grains and a bit of halloumi, and you're off. And you're off. Talking about herbs, um, I bought your oregano. I've run out now, mm. so I need to get some more because uh, I get through a lot of oregano. I mean, it's, I just whack it on everything. But actually, with your oregano, I didn't need to use a lot because it, the oil, um, the amount of the oil in it, it, the, it was an incredibly intense oregano. It's beautiful. And when I judge oregano at great taste, I always just put it in a bit of in the palm of my hand, just rub it. And then if it's really got that, there's a lot of essential oil in it, it hangs around. And yours hung around all day, if not to the next day. And I do wash my hands, I hasten to add. But it was still there. It's a really yeah. intense herb um, that you yeah. sell. I ha and I see you do also thyme and rosemary as well. So Yes, I do. And I do it in a packet of uh, like a little set of three as well. But they really keep because you can reseal the packet. Mm. So often if you buy a, um, a little jar of oregano or thyme, you unscrew it and it feels like half an hour later the all the potency has gone. Yeah. Evaporated. Yeah, it's just like putting um, dust on your food, isn't it? But yours, it really, and the, 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 the leaves of the oregano are big as well. It wasn't all just sort of just mushed down and dusty. It was really, really good. Absolutely delicious. So food festivals, yes. you'll be joining us again um, next I summer. I am, I'm looking forward to it so much. <laughs> you, did you have fun last year? I mean, it was a, it was a lovely warm day. It wasn't as hot as the year before. Um, no. But it's a it's a lovely part of the the town as well where we have it by by the river. It is. So the year before last, when it was absolutely 
baking. I came as a customer because um, it clashed with uh, an important birthday. So I wasn't able to uh, commit to that date, but it was absolutely scorchio. <laughs> and um, it was, and we ended up sitting underneath the, the trees in the shade and listening to all the music. Um, and that was amazing. And I've got to say that it's really interesting to see it also as a customer as and as a storeholder to see both sides. Um, and I love, I mean, I rave about your your food festivals to anybody who asks me because Aww. I've seen how much goes in the background as well to get all this sorted and organized. Um, and there's so many people who are working behind the scenes that people don't know about. And they're all, you know, they're all there to make sure everything works perfectly. And they're so passionate about what they do. And they're a joy to be around, to be honest. I didn't Aww. see any grumpy faces at all. <laughs> Well, we do try. We always try to be very organised and very nice. I think that's and friendly. You know, it, I think if we can make everybody feel welcome and happy when they have a store with us, and a visitor as well. But if you know, when they have a store with us, if we can make everything, they come back. You know, it's 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 a bit. We're a business. We want to make people happy and satisfied, and, and you know, with what we do. So it's uh, it's lovely to hear that. Yes, absolutely. I'm very much looking forward to this June. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, you did. You did. Your store looked beautiful last year. We got. We got lots of lovely photographs. I'm gonna send you one actually because I think, I think you. I don't know if it's on our website, but it certainly is a really pretty photograph with you standing there with your friend behind the store, and you were interviewed as well, weren't you, by the gorgeous Simon Brown? I who, was indeed. In doing, he did our um our interview tent, and uh, and I know you had a long chat with him. Yes, and he's oh, he was so easy to talk to as well, and he'd really done his research, yeah. um, so he really knows who he's talking to and what sparks their interests. And it was, I mean, those you know, ten minutes just flew by in no time. <laughs> it was wonderful. Oh, brilliant! Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It's really lovely, and um, we will. I'll let you know when you're out, and um, yeah. and I will see you in the summer. But you have a lovely Christmas. Thank Enjoy. You so much. <laughs> Enjoy you. your Christmas. And thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure talking to you as always, Lottie. No, it's lovely to see you. You take care. Well, that's it for this episode. Another bountiful bouquet of deliciousness. Thank you to everyone who joined me. Next time, I chat with the wonderful Anne Harnan, our home ec. She offers an insight into the mechanics, logistics and skills needed to run our backstage kitchen at the festivals. I speak with a lovely queen of gluten-free and Instagram, Becky XL, and drink gin with the Bucks Brothers. And then there is Dave Mooney, old friend from the North. Our conversation is usually fairly irreverent and rude. I think you'll love it. See you soon. like listening to our podcast we just love producing it if you think you know someone that would enjoy listening to it too please share and pass on please like and follow us on the platform you listen with we are on instagram truly scrumptious podcast and of course there are our festivals where this podcast stems from bradford on avon food and drink festival and tame food festival website links are on our profile but just google them and you'll find us and buy tickets to visit thanks again for listening